0: The Pelicans lost again, and after a lack of effort and a stagnant offense, it's time for head coach Willie Green to adapt. It's a Thursday episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider Credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Thursday, happy Muses Thursday and what feels like almost kind of the unofficial start of the Mardi Gras season or really the final stretch run of it here. But it's not a fun day. Because the Pelicans lost the Los Angeles Lakers in pretty rough fashion, to be perfectly honest with y'all. 102-120, and it was a slog getting to 102. We're going to break down this game because head coach Willie Green needs to make some changes. And those changes start with him and his approach to this team, because the struggles on offense were on full display, and the questionable rotations were also a big part of that as well. I want to look at both of those things, along with the defense in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. And of course, thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. Monday through Friday. There will be no show next Wednesday, day after Mardi Gras. And we break everything down that you want to know about this team, the good, the bad, this team going into to the all-star break and where they're going to go from here over the next couple of shows. We'll also have time to take your questions on here. So if you have a question you want, it might get turned into a whole show like yesterday's did. I got a couple of good ones lined up. So please shoot me more over at Nola Jake. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. So let's dive into the 120-102 loss to the Los Angeles Lakers because this was a rough Pelicans game. And during this whole run, since the Zion Williamson injury, including a 10-game losing streak, y'all have heard me be pretty calm. Pretty calm, preaching patience, thinking this team will be fine. And I still think that. But this loss against the Los Angeles Lakers shows you why they will not be a top-four team and might not even be out of the play-in tournament. This was a game that, despite having no Larry Nance Jr. in, that loomed large in this one, I think, was a very winnable game for New Orleans. If they did a couple of things right, and guess what? They didn't do those things right. The offense really struggled in this game. Really struggled in this game for a couple of different reasons. The Pelicans, by the way, in this one, lost that first quarter 25-38 That's not how you want to start off. They struggled for the first part of that first quarter too, barely getting any points going. And when you look at all of this, you had C.J. McCollum play well, 22 points on 16 shots, that's fine. Brandon Ingram, 25 points on 21 shots. That's not bad either, but how many of those shots were so difficult? And if he misses some of those, and it wouldn't shock me if he did, that's how difficult some of those were, over two, three guys, his numbers look real, real different real soon. It's a testament to him and his shot-making ability and how good he is that that didn't end up happening here. But this Pelicans team really struggled offensively with this one because you can see there's just not enough threats out there at times. And there's not enough movement. And they're just making the opponent's defense not have to do much, right? How many times did you see in this game? Brandon Ingram, take the ball up, just dribble the ball for about 10 seconds and then try and go ISO one-on-one and literally no one else move. Possessions where no one touched the ball once the ball got to B.I.'s hands. No one cut off ball. No one did anything. And when you're not moving, you're essentially dead out there and you're easy to defend. And you could have defenders sag off their guy and kind of just come and crowd B.I. a little bit and a little bit. C.J. McCollum, too, and this even happened to Jonas Valchunas, and we'll get into the use of Jonas Valchunas in the second segment here. It's just, what? You know, I don't have something to say other than those guys got to move. you got to cut. You've got to run some pick and rolls or something like that, and you're not even seeing that, the most basic action that you can get in an NBA offense, Of course, it's going to have to be tough shot after tough shot for B.I. or C.J. McCollum or Jonas Valanciunas in this, if that's the case. And it's not aided by the fact that the Pelicans, when they could make those passes to the open man, when they did do that, which wasn't very often, didn't do anything to really make the Lakers pay. The Pelicans went 7 for 25 from 3 in this game. That's not going to get it done. It's 28%. Josh Richardson, 1 of 3. Jose Alvarado, 0 for 2. Trey Murphy had a really rough game, 0 for 4. That's going to lose you games. Herb Jones, 1 of 3. He was actually okay offensively because he did move off ball at the very least. You got to... You know, you look at the trade deadline, it's like, why didn't you get more shooters? Or why didn't you try and do something like that, right? This game kind of burns a little bit because Malik Beasley was a guy I really wanted on New Orleans. Same for Jared Vanderbilt, who started in this game and really would have helped the Pelicans. Now, that's not so much the Pelicans' fault. I can tell you this they tried to get Vanderbilt and Beasley from the Utah Jazz, and the Jazz just decided they liked the Lakers. and. Minnesota's offer better. Don't forget, they offloaded Mike Conley in that deal. And from what I understand, the Pelicans deal was not a three-way deal there. So it's one of those situations where it's like they tried to get them and they didn't. Could they have offered more? Yeah, but you probably would have been overpaying at that point. But just because you don't have shooters doesn't mean your offense needs to be this stagnant. Having more shooters would certainly help that, but have guys cut? Have guys cut something? Just something other than what y'all were doing and that's on head coach Willie Green that's on head coach Willie Green making those guys cut telling them to cut having them prepped that if the shot's not falling you got to do other things in your timeouts tell your players what to do and if they're not doing that pull them Trey Murphy had a very short leash in this game but it wasn't because of the 4 shooting he didn't make a uh Field goal in this one. It was his bad defense. Yet he left a guy like Jose Alvarado out there who went one of seven out there longer. There's a problem with that. There's a problem with that when you're struggling to score points and you're not able to really ever get over the hump here. And you saw them get close in the third quarter. You saw them close the second half well, and then later in that third quarter, that lead, uh, or the two-point deficit, they were in ballooned back to double digits, and they lost the game. You've got to do something more because you're not going to win very many games scoring just 102 points, particularly in the Western Conference playoffs, where all teams got better uh, offensively. You're going to need to score. And it goes into something that Mark Jackson said during this game. I was watching it on ESPN. You know, good He'll take good offense over good defense any day of the week because that's what's probably going to win right now in the modern NBA. Go with good offense. And some of the guys and lineups we saw out there, lineups with Jose Alvarado, 1 of 7, Najee Marshall, Trey Murphy, 0 for 6, right? 2, 4, what is that, 15, those three guys. You got to do something else. And they weren't manufacturing good open shots for a guy like Trey Murphy who's been lighting it up from deep recently for New Orleans. That's got to improve. So let's talk more about head coach Willie Green coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the midway point of the NBA season, and now it's the perfect time to download FanDuel America's number one sportsbook because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use, which I love. It's just laid out beautifully, and then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. And look, you can do that with Trey Murphy. Not in this game. You could have taken the O. Over on Billy Hernan Gomez and the points scored here, which was eight and a half for him. He had 14. And FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more, make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook betting partner of the NBA. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday, even after rough losses. And oh boy, am I glad we are in the all-star break. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. If you want to support the channel, number one thing you can do is comment down below on YouTube when you watch it. So I said in the open, you know, head coach Willie Green needs to adapt. It's time. The Pelicans need the all-star break badly and they don't need it to try and get healthy. They're as healthy as they're going to be right now until they get Zion Williamson back. That's the only person they're missing. And we know he's out for a couple of weeks, minimum post all-star break. They need this because Willie green needs to look in a mirror and adapt and make some changes. Simple as that, you know, during a timeout in this game, he preached holding each other accountable and trying to kind of make sure people were doing better. You know, does that apply to him or does that only apply to his players? Because, there's too many mistakes, and sticking to things that just aren't working isn't holding yourself accountable. Who you know? It's like who watches the watchman, right? Like who holds the head coach accountable who's responsible for holding others accountable? And that's not happening here whatsoever. Whatsoever. He is sticking to things that aren't working far too long. In a game where you have no offense, why does Kyra Lewis Jr. not check in until three minutes to go in the fourth quarter when you're down 20? 3 minutes and 51 seconds when you're down 20. Why not try him earlier? Jose Alvarado was 1 of 7 for 2 total points and 4 fouls. Was he really giving you anything? He was dying on screens. He wasn't that good defensively in this one. Just a little too small. Why not throw in Kyra Lewis Jr. and do something differently? You know, why not try and manufacture some open looks and better looks for Trey Murphy if he's 0 for 4 rather than just pulling him because you're frustrated with his defense? That's gotta change. And that's on head coach Willie Green. You know, they this team came out flat. They didn't move, they didn't look like they wanted to be there. They looked like they were dirt, you know, at the all-star break already. And during that same time out, he's like, You guys, it's it's not the all-star break. We still are in the middle of this game. Where were you motivating your guys in the first place to come out? Did you not see this in shoot around? Did you not feel this from around the team? Did you not have your pulse, you know, your finger on the pulse of what's going on with this franchise at the moment? And it doesn't seem like Willie Green did. There's no reason the Pelicans should have come out that flat against the Los Angeles Lakers, a team they have every incentive to beat. The Pelicans don't care about the draft picks stop and the draft pick swap and those things. That does not matter to them at all. Should matter to the head coach, but also should matter is the standings. You go from being sixth in the West with a win to eighth in the West into the playing tournament from being out with a win. There's more games to go. That's fine. Have some pride. Get your guys ready to go. Let them understand the stakes. And they just didn't seem to get it. And I don't love that Willie Green was like, oh, it's cool. You you just stay out there if you're playing bad. Oh, wait, wait, wait. you guys got to be better. You got to make changes. You've got to instill more structure and discipline into the offense. It shouldn't just be, and we see this at times. You see a lot of off-ball cutting at times. They did that at times against the Oklahoma City Thunder in that really great win. You know, this was a game, and we'll talk more about the defense in the next segment, where you didn't get stops, you didn't get fast break opportunities off of turnovers to get out and run. You need to have a backup in case that's not going to happen. And that means more off-ball movement. Jonas Valanciunas could have done work in this game. Yeah, there's Mo Bamba there, who's not as good as I think a lot of other people think he is. You also have Anthony Davis down low, who was good defensively in this. But Jonas Valanciunas only taking nine shots feels like coaching malpractice at times. He had the same amount of shot attempts as Herb Jones. He's good, yet they don't go to him. Billy Hernan Gomez was 5 of 7 in this one for 14 points, 11 boards. He was efficient, Play him more than 17 minutes in this game. Valanchunas, right? Not good defensively in this game whatsoever, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't go to him on offense, especially if he's playing 31 minutes in this. What are we doing here? What are we doing here when you have some options to try? I'm not saying they're going to be the answers that fix everything. It's something to try, and they don't even do that. right? You can see the writing on the wall for Jonas Valchunas that there's no reason to be paying him that kind of money and have him on this team next year if this is how Coach Willie Green uses him. And that's not a knock on him. I think he's a good player. But if they're not going to try and take advantage of a strength that they have when there are mismatches there, right? When two guys go to Brandon Ingram, someone's open. And they weren't even letting those guys get those shots. They couldn't even make those passes, you know, on some of that either. So move guys around. Find ways to create a passing lane. This is your job as a head coach to get that into the players, to draw that up and get it into the players and make that kind of the tenets of your offense. Not the stagnant stuff that we saw from the team on Wednesday night. People stayed up late for this. Come on you've got to you've got to make some changes there and that starts with the head coach and that's why I hope over this all-star break there's some introspection going on some you know metaphorical looking in the mirror to really trying to fix some things watching film all of that because this team's better than what we saw on that i think they'll be fine i think they'll figure it out but they might be still figuring out and only be a play-in tournament team if that's the case. Now, they can win that and they can kind of repeat what they did last year, but they are a better team than that. And they should at least be six seed or better, even without Zion Williamson. And this type of loss makes you worry if that's going to be the case. Oh, it was a frustrating night. It was also frustrating on defense. We haven't gotten that far yet, but let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. Now for your second listen, go check out Game to Game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Y'all see me do like a minute quick little YouTube short that I post right after I put it on Twitter as well. All of our hosts do that after every game. We upload them and it gets compiled into one show. If you want to just recap what happened around the league and you don't have like 45 minutes to listen to some of those shows, go listen to Game to Game NBA. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. Not quite the angry cast I was I was feeling like it was going to be in the beginning. They are better than this, but that was a very poor performance against the Los Angeles Lakers. And look, defensively, they weren't better either. And that was a big part of the problem. New Orleans needs transition opportunities. They need fast break points. They need to be able to get out and run a little bit because this team is not great on half-court offenses we've just talked about for 16 minutes or so now. You need to get those easy points. They didn't do that. They only turned the Lakers over 10 times and only got eight points off turnovers from that. Six points in the fast break for the Pelicans. That's that's not going to do it. That's not going to do it whatsoever. The Lakers shot 53% from the field, so the Pelicans were inbounding the ball, taking it out from under their own basket. Lakers' defense was back, was set, was kind of creating some problems for the Pelicans. Eight blocks on the night for them compared to just three for New Orleans. You got to do more than that. And that's where if Jose Alvarado's is not getting that done and he wasn't in this game, you know, no steals from him. You've got to pull him. and You've got to go with someone else that either gives you more offense or is going to give you more defense. Josh Richardson had two steals in this one. Herb Jones had another one. And then it was really limited in the second half as the Lakers started to run away with this as they were feeling no pressure. You saw some pressure in the second quarter at the start of the, th- midway th- start of the third until midway through the third. And then it just kind of evaporated and the Lakers got whatever they wanted. You need to be able to go out and you know, press the point of attack a little bit more, make these opponents feel a little bit uncomfortable, and New Orleans did not do a good job of that in this game. That needs to improve. That one's more on the players, but it's also on the coaching staff for really getting these guys amped up. They were so lackadaisical in their play and just not excited and not seeming like they wanted to be there and do anything that, well, yeah, of course that's going to happen then. They're not going to go out and try on the defensive side of the ball if they're not amped up, if they're not ready, if they don't know what the stakes are. And so I still do think a lot of it's on the coaching staff, but the players also got to motivate themselves a little bit. You know, that's on them. They're grown adults. They can understand that. And you just did not see it in this one. You know, you could have used a little bit more rim protection in this one. That's something we would have liked to have seen the Pelicans maybe go after during the trade deadline, but they really thought about kind of next year and what it was and started a plan for that. And Josh Richardson, though he got ejected, was still good at times in this, though he struggled in the second half defensively. You know, Mo Bamba was out there making some defensive plays, didn't score really, but it had a couple of blocks in this one. And I don't think he's what people make him out to be, but for how cheap he was, you wonder if maybe that would have been the right kind of move. But with Larry Nance Jr. out, I think that's kind of their big man rotation. That's what they want to go with. But you can see some of the issues on display in this one. You know, they did a good job rebounding, I thought. It took until the third quarter for the Lakers to get an offensive board and just any second chance points. They only had six offensive boards on the night. The Pelicans limited them there very much so and won the rebounding battle. But you can't just let them kind of like slice through you. And the Pelicans were constantly in rotations on defense, just not having the energy or the awareness to really stay up with what the Lakers were doing. Big part of why they lost. Big part of why they lost and why L.A. was able to just score easily and then kind of that bad defense leads to bad offense. Those two things are always tied together. It leads to you going into the all-star break with a very bitter taste in your mouth. And the Pelicans need to look in the mirror and really figure out what it is they want to do and what it is they want to be. And that's on head coach Willie Green to come back with this team feeling refreshed and get them ready to close the season. You have the easiest ske- strength of schedule by winning opponent winning percentage. You can do some work here. You can get into the postseason, not in through the play-in tournament but some changes need to be made. We'll see if they do it tomorrow on the show. Let's talk about Bally sports, what it means for the broadcast. I want to do it today. And then this loss was so bad. We'll close out the week with that. Joy Miter got parades. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow.